Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode 36 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about technology. Will technology be humanity's salvation, downfall, or neither? I have to hope it's neither. Uh, although there's a whole lot of movies out there about a dystopian future where there's only a few people left and somehow they have to survive. Those seem to be popular movies now. Yeah, I I have to agree with you on the neither. But I mean, back to the movie comment, it's you really wouldn't be able to have a movie if it was neither. Because then it wouldn't be any subject matter, really. I mean, who would just like to watch a movie about? Yeah, I suppose that's the, you mean the case with drama. Yeah, no, no conflict or any kind of story. It would just kind of move along. But no, I, yeah, I would, I would hope that it's neither. I, I hope technology doesn't have to save us, but I suppose it could. Yeah, I mean, well, technology is going to advance us no matter what. I mean, well, you would hope. You can't put the worms back in the can. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully for like medical reasons, cures of diseases, way to treat them, just advance society as a whole, you would hope. But there's always some some people who use it for uh, unlawful means, no matter what. So I'd like to look forward to a Star Trek future where there's no want and no need. Oh, I think everybody would love that. But it's there's probably the least likely thing of Star Trek to ever come to pass, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, because everyone, there's greed no matter what. Everybody always wants something more than, not more than the other person, but people will do anything to get. There's always somebody out there who will have evil intentions or their, their, the ends to their means is more important than anybody else's. And every technology, no matter how benevolent, can be turned into a weapon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Even if it's there to help society, with you know, they'll take it away. Where, like, if it helps everybody, then they can actually, the people who control it can actually hold it over their heads and take it away, even though it's supposed to all be for good. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. We use artificial intelligence a lot. Yeah, yeah. We're constantly asking for the lights to be turned on or the volume turned up or the weather forecast or whatever, and that's all driven by artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. The same artificial intelligence that can make bombs find their targets easier and things like that. Yeah. So there's a minus with every plus, I suppose. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way things work. And, you know, like I said, unfortunately. Who single-handedly changed the course of the entire human race? Hmm, God. No, that's not my answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. There's so many. I can't think of anybody just off the top of my head. Who would you say? Albert Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. He came up with theories that they have to be called theories because that's the way science works. But so far, 
I think every one of his equations eventually came out. I, I, there's probably a lot of them that still can't be tested, but I, I don't think he really got anything major wrong. Yeah, and I mean the ones that he can't test, they just are they? Be, you think they're just beyond our means right now? Yeah, we just don't have the technology. Yeah, and I would have to agree with you on that. But there's so many people out there that really, you know, from the little thing, the person who invented the wheel, uh, just the Wright brothers. Um, yeah, there's so many, so many out there, but Einstein's a really good answer. I would have to agree with that. But, I mean, if anyone who worked on the Manhattan Project. Which... Uh, came because of Einstein. Because of Einstein's work. Yeah, I'm aware of that. But then, I mean, yeah, there's, gosh, there's too many to count. (laughs) I I would think, really, if you really had to think about it. Well, it's the job of the Nobel Peace Prize committees to figure those things out, and they find new people every year. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too. What old-fashioned way of doing things is better than how they are currently done? I really can't think of any. I mean, they're they're, they're called old-fashioned ways for a reason. Yeah, we've figured out a way to do it better, stronger, quicker, faster. (laughs) Seriously, I can't think of anything that we do better or that we did better when I was a child than we do now. I don't think we've gone backwards on anything. Well, you would hope not. I mean, isn't that the point of technology? I think so. You know, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, there's there's a there's a guy that's on TikTok. I can't think of his name, but he does these things. It's kind of funny. Just little, like, stuff that it's pretty common sense, but, like, they'll have tools set up and you do these things to use this tool, but then, like, He'll take the tool away and just do it, and then he just makes kind of this face and puts his hands out like, see, it was, it was unnecessary to have that. But it's 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 kind of funny on some of the stuff he does. But uh, he never says a word while he's doing these little clips of videos and stuff. It's yeah, it's it's just you know stuff that people use gadgets to do, and then he just does it using his hands or whatever, and it's like just puts his hands out like palms up and like kind of shrugs his shoulders like. This was just as easy to do it this way. So hmm. it's kind of amusing. I can't think of his name, but I've seen a few of his videos, even though I don't have TikTok anymore. I have heard people say things where they believe it was better when they were a child. Like um, Not too long ago, somebody said ice cream was much better when they were a child than it is now. And that's just got to be some kind of goggles because... Ice cream is much better now than it was when I was a child. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, the, you remember when they would freeze it and they would have little ice crystals in it and everything? Mm-hmm. They, they figured out all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And then back then, too, it was just chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. I mean, look at the kind of ice creams you can get now. Well, I think you're a bit more of an expert on ice cream than I am. Oh, well, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I don't know if that's a yeah, good that's compliment for exactly like, I meant it. I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll take it that way. So. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't. You never hear people going back in the good old days when I had to walk up, uh, walk up the hill to get to the, the school in two feet of snow both ways and blah blah blah. You never hear people talking about those as the good old days. You see what I'm saying? I definitely remember my grandfather talking about 
there, there's no such thing as the, the good old days. He said, we had tuberculosis yeah, and polio. Yeah. Those weren't good old days. But, you know, it's like, it's you know, being a diabetic, I remember being diagnosed and having to wait like three minutes to get my blood sugar tested with, a, you know, uh, just a normal glucometer. And now, now we have the CGMs and you can get your blood sugar tested through, you know, pricking your finger in seconds now. But I remember as a kid waiting three minutes with my AccuCheck, waiting for it to, to read out a number, and it just felt so long. I don't know, but now it's, even now it's annoying to actually prick your finger and do it when you have a CGM where you can just put your phone up and test it that way. We get more and more spoiled, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What are some occupations that machines will soon replace? Oh, countless, I think. Uh, I don't know if it would be for the better. Um, but I don't think they'll ever completely replace them. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you look at manufacturing lines, uh, machines have taken over a lot of that. I mean, you go to a, uh, a fast food restaurant, you don't even really need a clerk to order anymore. They have the kiosk set up where you can order, you know, just through there, but people still don't like using them, apparently. Um, I don't know. Some people would much prefer to to get exactly what they want than depend on on some minimum wage high schooler to punch it in correctly and get it to the cooks correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, that's the advantage of figuring out the order myself. By telling the clerk? No, no. By, by, by entering all the info. By in doing it, it online or, or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's just like anytime we go to a restaurant, if you're not familiar with the restaurant, you always look it up beforehand and you know exactly what you're going to order before we even get there. But you're pretty easy, though, whenever we go out to eat. You're you're just like, give me this, whereas I'm the one that's no onions, add extra this, do this, blah, 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 blah. And I can hear your eyes roll every time I do it. And you're thinking, that poor bastard who's taking this order, why can't you be easier? <laughs> but I know I'm high maintenance whenever we go out to do that. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I think uh, I don't think anything will ever just truly go away, especially if it's customer-based. Do you? I mean... Oh, yeah. I, I see everything getting replaced at some time or another. By machines? Ever since the Industrial Revolution, people have worried that machines... And I'm I'm going to put computers and artificial intelligence in that same category with machines. Yeah. People have worried that they're going to lose their jobs. And people do all the time. Mm -hmm. And they either learn new jobs, you know, or they starve to death. Yeah. It's, I guess you got to advance with the times. The the word sabotage comes. In th those who have watched this in Star Trek, you can you can tune this out for a little bit. But the word sabotage comes from Dutch workers in the uh, mills who would throw their wooden shoes, which were called sabots, into the gears of the machine to ruin the machines. That's where the word sabotage comes from. Hmm, I wasn't aware of that. So people have always worried about technology taking their jobs. Until recently, people like artists thought, you know, that they were immune, that nobody's ever going to replace artists, but it's happening right now. Oh, yeah, everything's done digitally now. I mean, it's 
not just done digitally, not just a person doing it on a computer. You can now say, draw me a picture of a puppy in an apron cooking eggs and and it'll do it for you. Yeah. You don't have to hire somebody to draw that for you. Um, with artificial intelligence, they can do it for you now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 and I mean, I don't think artistry will ever go away because you can, you can tell it that way. But I mean, the computer doesn't have the ability to, you can tell it that, but that's not exactly what you might have in mind. The puppy might look different than the way you want it, or the eggs might look different, or the position or the look on the, you know, just there's so many variations, but. Well, that's the way it is with artists too. You, yeah. You, you can say, well, yeah, that's exactly what I asked for, but that's not what I wanted. Yeah, of course. You and, know, it's, and, and I think it's going to be utilitarian art. There's not going to be any artistic interpretation of, of your request. It's just going to give you exactly what you want. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, you know, uh, a friend of mine, who she wants me to do a tattoo for her, and I know exactly what it is. It's a pretty simple request, but I've probably sketched 30, 40 different things, and I'm just not happy with it, and this has been going on for years. But um, I have it in my mind of how I want it, but I just can't put it down in a piece of paper. And I probably could tell AI, you know, computer or something, some program to do it, but I know that when it matches, if I can't draw it myself, I can't expect that the computer is going to be able to read my mind and it'll put down what I want it to, but it's not going to match what I have in my mind. Exactly. Like if I can't figure it out, the computer is not going to be able to figure it out. Mm, That's true. What human trait is useful now, but would have been disadvantageous in the past? I'm going to say pessimism, (laughs) but that doesn't make any sense. I don't, that's man, you're stumping me on a lot of these. What do you, I mean? What would you think? Is that going to be your answer every time? No, no, no. I'm just you got me on these. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think there really is. I mean, oh, there's plenty. Okay, give me an example. Humanism. Humanism. We don't treat children now the way we did even fifty years ago. Okay, you in in better or worse? Oh, far better. Yeah. I mean, it used to be people would have 11 kids so that they would have a a workforce. Yeah. People beat their kids. People who do that now end up getting a a, a visit from child services. Protective services. Yeah, but I mean, some of the old ways where things were done with children, I think were better. Um at the time, though, they would have been considered disadvantageous. Yeah. Yeah. People would think, would say, if I can't put those kids to work, I'm not, I, I don't want them. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's where the term bucket babies came from. Yeah. Okay. Like if a child was born too handicapped, you know, to be useful, they were put in a bucket and left to die. Yeah, that's pretty sad, but true. I mean, in a lot of societies, I mean, can you think of anything that wouldn't be? No. um, I mean, I I guess that's with technology. I mean, even between interaction between humans, the more we're here, I guess the better we figure it out. And we have, because of technology, we have the luxury of leisure. 
Well, yeah, but also if you can look on the reverse scope, the way that we make weapons now, in in a term of war, I guess they're more advantageous. But the disadvantage is that they do kill a lot of people, and if used incorrectly or mishappenly used, it, the damage is much broader in a broader spectrum, and there's more casualties. Yeah, there's there's no more spearing your enemy with a a, a knife. Yeah, I mean, uh, in hand to hand combat, it's like uh, when we were with they, they fly overhead in a drone and, it's and like they when kill we were people from, from Afghanistan. That happened, you know. We sent a drone in and, and blew up a family when we thought it was a bunch of terrorists. So I mean, that's that's disadvantage, you know what I mean? But so we have the ability to save for uh, lots of lives, and we also have the technology to kill lots of lives at the same time. Mm-hmm. But in ultimately, who's in control is the humans. It depends on who has the power and the ability to use that and what good or evil is going to come from it. Not since I was a young, young child have we talked about nuclear weapons being used, but that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's one of the things that everyone's worried about with Putin and Russia and Ukraine is that he might use nuclear weapons. And because of that, the Health and Human Services has uh, ordered all kinds of anti-radiation medicine to be stockpiled mm-hmm. that they've never asked for before. Yeah. Obviously, they feel like they might need it. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that he's crazy enough to do it. And I, I think if that does happen, we're going to see the beginning of World War III. I think that's why the U.S. is trying to steer clear of it, you know, kind of help in a in a roundabout way. But I, I, no good is going to come from this. And I think, honestly, if one thing, you know, it, it could happen. And if he does, then I, I fear that, you know, not to go down this rabbit hole with this, but I think the U.S. would get a lot more involved and they would be forced to get involved. Next thing you know, we're going to be sending troops over there and all that, but it, it would be... Can't imagine the loss of life and how things would change on a on a global level if if those buttons were ever pushed. That leads us into our next question. Do you think humans will sur- survive long enough to evolve into something different, or will we make ourselves extinct before we have the ch- chance to? That is a question that science fiction writers have pondered for some time. Mm-hmm. When when astronomers look at the stars with their telescopes and listen to the stars with their radio telescopes, they go, there are millions of stars in our galaxy and there are millions of galaxies and yet we have no evidence of any other life anywhere else. How can how can you have a practically infinite number of possibilities, but yet we're the only ones that we know of? Yeah. Well, the answer could very well be by the time a species is technologically advanced enough to communicate, they've killed themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're correct. Uh, there's a lot of speculation in that. But yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I would hope that us as a civilization that we, you know, we would advance. But I think we, I mean, look what we're doing to our planet now. 
I mean, we're destroying, you know, we need a place to live and we're actually destroying the planet that we live on. And we're considered like a Goldilocks planet. Um, we're in search of other planets like ours. <laughs> we need a place to survive, to advance, and we're, we're killing our habitat. And there's no planet B for us to move to. No. I mean, they're, they're searching, but I mean, the ones that they found in theory are, you know, have the environment that we possibly could survive on, but they're millions of light years away. I mean, we can't even get them. I mean, we can get to Mars, but we haven't even begun to try to settle or do anything like that. So I think by the time that actually does happen, I mean, Mars is our next door neighbor. And it's not considered a habitable planet. How would we get to a planet like Earth that's millions of light years away and get there and thrive there in that amount of time? I, I just don't foresee it happening. I, I think, you know, not as a cop out or anything, but I think it's the chances are more and more likely that we would kill each other off before. We have the ability to, to, to do that. Would you agree with that? Or That's definitely a possibility. It could be done with technology. Or it could be that Earth is sort of a self-sustaining thing, that when one species gets too far out of line, something happens and, and everything is wiped back to zero. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do they say? There's six major... Yeah, uh, six or seven, six or seven times in history where humans were whittled down to just a handful and had to come back again. Yeah, and I mean, right now the Earth is so overpopulated, it's ridiculous. Uh, and and we're, we're killing the planet. I mean, uh, anyone that wants to deny climate change is crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I hate to say that, but I, yeah, I just don't foresee... You know, I'm not saying it's going to be within the next hundred years or anything like that. I think, it, but it's, you know, it's something we got to worry about. It's not like we have kids or anything like that. So, I suppose that's true. We can just live for ourselves. We don't have to worry about future generations. <laughs> well, I not I don't want to say that, but I mean, really, I mean, I mean, we have loved ones. You know, I, I you know, we try to do our part, but you know, I think so many people are looking at that that way though yeah they don't sad. care about their kids and grandkids what they're going to be left with yeah it's what what can you do for me lately yeah if we could screen babies for psychopathic or sociopathic tendencies what should we do with the babies that are born likely to become psychopaths leave them there's if if, if you gave what, what if, do you mean by leave them leave them i mean it doesn't mean that they're going to act on those tendencies it doesn't mean that they're going to go and shoot up a school or murder a bunch of people. I think it's a Minnesota's test that tests people if they're sociopaths or psychopaths. Uh, there's people get tested all the time that can be considered a sociopath or a psychopath, but they don't act on those tendencies. They, they still, and I know the term of a psychopath, they don't care about, you know, the life of other people, but there's still societal norms where they do fall in line with them, even though they don't agree with them. Like I said, not every sociopath or psychopath acts out. And, you know what I mean? I think there's more to it than that. I mean, do you, do you think they should just be killed right away? or? I, I think that would be the modern equivalent of bucket babies. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you could say if a culture like The Handmaiden's Tale comes about, that if they if they could find a, a, a test for to determine that a fetus was going to be gay or lesbian, what would they do? Yeah. They would they would make them straight. Or 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 abort it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like I don't you know, I'm proud that I'm gay, but I don't think anybody would ever choose to be gay. If a machine could exact, exactly duplicate your mind right down to the same pattern of synopsis firing, would it be you? I say a difference that makes no difference is no difference. Mm-hmm. Go on. That's my answer. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think? Oh, I, 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 you, can, you can duplicate it, but it's still going to be different. You're, you're going to be different. It's from the smallest thing happening on a day or a moment or just the way you remember things as a child changes how you are. So it wouldn't be you exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? Let's go on to the next question then. <laughs> All right. Could such a machine predict how you would react in every situation? Seems like your answer is no. No. There is the Heisenberg principle that you cannot possibly analyze every molecule of, of, every, of everything uh, simply by the fact that in the, the act of measuring it, you're changing it. Mm-hmm. There's too many outside variables. That's why um, on Star Trek, when they beam people up, you know, they're, they're in, in theory taking all those molecules, turning them into energy, transferring it, and then returning them back into molecules again. Because of the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that should never be possible. So in Star Trek, they uh, put a device in the transporter called the Heisenberg compensator hmm. just to make it, to, to, to justify it in, in, in the storyline. Okay. Kind of giving it out. So you're saying that, you know, once you duplicate a mind from that moment on, it's not that mind anymore. It's its its own thing. Yeah. It's its own separate entity. I, I guess I would have to agree with that. Is there an app that you hate but use anyway? Probably every app on my phone. Well, I don't hate them. Um, but no, I, I've actually cleared pretty much all the apps on my phone that I don't like and don't use. So I can't say that I actually do. But, you know, like I said, TikTok, I got into that for a little bit. I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know. I, I try to cut down my screen time on my phone. So, you know me, I, I like to read quite a bit. So I try to stay off of social media. But I still find myself getting on there quite a bit. I mean, I don't, I check Facebook all the time. I know you love that app. But I know that you're on Twitter. You're yes, on, yes, I just love Facebook. So you're much. on Twitter, which is the same thing. It's just that your mom's not on Twitter, so therefore you <laughs> you think it's better. Yeah. But it's all, all social media is the same, in my opinion. At least you're not on Parlor. I don't think we'd be married if you were on Parlor. I don't think they'd let us on anyway. <laughs> well, we could get on there and troll, hmm. just like the rest of the trolls that are on there. 
Is there any app that you that you use that you hate? Well, um, I'm going to narrow that down to two apps. There is the app that scans the sensor that tells me what my blood glucose level is. And it works pretty well. I, I don't think you should have to scan it because it's capable of transmitting that data right to me. I, I know that every night when I turn the wrong way and it says it can't talk to the sensor anymore and it wakes me up with a very loud alarm. Mm -hmm. That's beside the point. Um, I use that app to get my blood glucose levels. I also have an app that tells me how much insulin to take. It records how much I have taken. Um, so it takes the amount that I have in me currently, and I have to put in the amount that the sensor read of what my blood glucose level is and what carbohydrates I've eaten. And based on that, it tells me exactly how much insulin I should have to take. It annoys me to no end that I have one app I have to use to scan the sensor and get the blood glucose number, and then I have to close that app, open another one, and plug those numbers, and plug those same numbers right into that app. The 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 two really really ought to work together. Well, why don't you write a program where you can do that? Um, I don't have the licensing agreements. <laughs> We'll be a renegade so, and do it. Just, so, yes, I, I do hate it, but I do use it every day. Yeah, it's a necessary evil. What right. piece of technology brings you the most joy? Wow. There's so many to count, to be honest with you. I mean, just modern-day things that I think we take uh, disadvantage of. I mean, probably, like we were talking about earlier, I, I love reading digital books. That brings me a lot of joy. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That probably would be it. I mean, I'm, you probably think that I would say, like, my PS4. But, I mean, I play that, but not as much as I read. I love the ability to get online and search for any kind of book. And, depending on my mood, any kind of subject. And be able to download it and, and read it for free. And you can read them anywhere. You can get a whole bunch of them. You don't have to dispose of them or give them away or whatever. Yeah, and people, and, pe and you know, there's, there's, you know, there's something to say about getting a good old book and reading it. But I'm not stuck into something like that because then you need proper lighting to read it and everything like that. And then you get the book, and it's just so much easier to open up your Kindle or whatever your your app and your phone and just read it that way. You can do it anywhere you want, and you know, uh, but you know, it's like a. I can read my books on my phone, but I prefer to read them on my Kindle. Uh, but, I, you know, you know how much I read. I'm reading three or four books at a time most of the time. And I just, I enjoy it. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many hours of sleep I've lost from just reading. Yeah, I don't sleep over there as much as you think I do when I have the TV on, so. Well, I suppose after the coming apocalypse, when there's no more power, all those books will be gone. Oh yeah. Oh, I still think there's a need anymore. for the written for books and have it actually written down. But you know, even paper, I suppose, decomposes after a while. We really ought to be putting all of our books on stone tablets. Yeah. Yeah. For future generations. With this, what's a piece of technology that brings you the most joy? I think I've said this recently on the podcast. Uh, my watch. 
Oh, yeah. It not only tells me the time, which I guess is the most important thing, but it tells me what my heart rate is, uh, how many steps I've taken, uh, what my stress level is. It has alarms to remind me to take my insulin and things like that. It really is a fantastic piece of technology for not very much money. Mm-hmm. The the amount of good you get out of it compared to the amount that you pay for it is great. Yeah. I remember when my mom got me, uh, the first Kindle that I got was my mom got it for me. And I, it was for a Christmas gift. I remember when I got it, I just asked for it because it, it was like the hottest thing to come out. And I remember after I got it, I was so thrilled. It was like the first year the Kindle came out. And I was just so thrilled and I still love it. So, yeah, and I mean, that's been over 10 years now at least since the Kindle came out. But, yeah, I still love it. And I love my smartwatch, too. I don't use it as much as all the benefits of it as much as you do. But I think that was more of a habit looking at my phone and stuff like that. But I do love the fact that it can tell me how much I sleep, my heart rate. You know, use it as a pedometer and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think the Kindle by far is my favorite piece of technology. What's something that can't be found or bought on the Internet? Joy. Uh, I think you can... You get joy from your Kindle that's on the Internet. Yeah, but I mean, there's things that... But the the Internet doesn't write the book that you're reading. But somebody used a word processor and yeah, the but internet. It, to, but it came from the mind. It, it came from the mind of an individual. I think that's just a tool that gives that to you. Well, I mean, you can look at it in a bunch of different ways. Do you think there is anything that you can't get on the internet? No. People will say you can't get love, but um, that's how we found each other. Yeah, but I mean, with that, but then we had to meet to actually fall in love. Like if we still just chatted online and talk to that app, we there would have been no physical contact or anything like that. If we just kept talking to each other, do you think we'd still be together and married? Hmm. Well, a relationship is based as much on convenience as it is on emotion. So you're saying I'm easy? N- no, I'm <laughs> saying if we were on opposite sides of the planet and could never get together, it, it probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So this thing about you know, this this person is the one for me. Well, it's the one that's the closest, actually. Yeah. If there were Internet Olympics, what sports would be in it? None. Yeah. Um, you, you're the sports expert. You answer this question. There wouldn't be. There isn't any. Um, I mean, some people consider e-games a sport, and I, I, I don't know. I I disagree. This 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 argument can go both ways forever. I, I just tend to disagree. Some people say esports are an actual sport. Yeah, there's skill involved, but there's skill in typing, and that's not a sport. So, yeah, I it just it's a big fat no for me. <laughs> and I can't. You could call it a sport because there are followers. There are people who watch it like a sport, but I don't even understand that. Esports. Yeah, I I just. The the only thing more boring than playing a game is watching somebody else play one. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how people do that. I have a few friends that that will do that, and I I just can't get into it. I can't get into the games when I'm playing them with my friends. I get annoyed, and so yeah, mm. it's no, it's not a sport. 
sports, in my opinion, take uh, you actually getting off your butt and doing something and being uh, moving and, you know, uh, just physical ability, not just sitting on the couch and controlling a character on a screen. So I guess I'm a little surprised that we agree on that. Mm. Being just, we hardly ever agree on anything. <laughs> Why are we even here together? <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. What's the most important file on your computer? Well, I don't have a computer, so I really don't have any important files. Really... Since I have the computer, I have to answer this question, right? Yeah, I mean, I really, I don't, I, I really don't have any files that are, like, important to me. I mean, I have a, a document file on my phone with uh, important numbers and stuff like that. Not phone numbers, but important information, so I guess that would be the most important thing, but... Uh, it's not something I use on a daily basis. I mean, do you have... My answer is very similar. I have an encrypted file on my computer that has the usernames and passwords of all the accounts that I need to, to do my digital life. Yeah, and it's so encrypted, I don't even know what it is. Uh, <laughs> you Until now, you didn't even know there was such a file, I don't... No, I, I knew you know. had one, but I just never asked to get into it, or I don't think you trust me with that at all. <laughs> You don't even know the password on the computer, let alone. So you couldn't even get on the computer to. Well, you've never allowed me to get on it. I uh, think uh, I might have. We've been married for seven years. I think I might have sat down in front of this computer uh, more so with this podcast than any other time combined ever. But and I, you do have an account on there, but you never use it. Because you're always on it. Hmm. <laughs> I could never. I, and, and I would. I can imagine you coming home one day, and if I was on the computer, you would have a fit if I was taking your time on the computer. Hmm, probably. Your your mom and sister came and cleaned the house, and a few things got unplugged, and I thought a nuclear device was going to go off in this house because you about lost your shit because <laughs> it didn't work. Well, my main thought was, why on earth would anybody do that? Why would you unplug anything that somebody else is... Well, they did it. They they did it inadvertently, but then it made me mad because then you got so upset about it, and they get, they had the ability to leave, and I didn't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> so, and, uh, and I, I I do appreciate you know that they did uh, some cleaning that I didn't have to do that I that I was not capable of doing. Yeah, and because I, well, of the gallbladder thing. Well, and I did tell them after that. I said, "Don't come over here and move anything. You've <laughs> yeah. learned your lesson. Don't touch anything in this area. You should have put caution tape up before, <laughs> uh, because yeah, it was not a very pretty scene. It's not something I want to relive ever again. So, <laughs> what fact do you wish you had never learned? Hmm. Well, personal one that I was a diabetic. <laughs> I guess that's not a fact. It's a diagnosis." That's what I can come up with. But why didn't you want to know that? Well, because it just changed my life forever. But it would have, whether you knew it or not. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at it that way, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I can't sit there and say, oh, I found out that the world is round and it ruined my life. You know, it's so, I mean, what fact did you learn that you wish you never did? Um... I think the first one of those would have been that there was no such thing as Santa Claus. Okay. Because I stopped, you know, I, I didn't want to stop getting extra presents. Well, yeah. I do remember when my sister announced that she did not 
believe in Santa Claus. And I'm kind of going, I've known this for a while, but I still want to get the presents. Yeah. Well, you knew well, you knew for a while you were still getting presents, though. Yeah, and that's why I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want my parents to know that. So you thought they were really going to cut you off if you didn't believe in Chris Kringle? Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Well, I guess it's a loss of innocence. I guess you could look at it that way. I was just looking at it as a loss of presence. <laughs> Would you say that Christmas is your favorite holiday? I suppose, oh, yeah. It is. It's your favorite. You get excited every year around Christmas. And I don't really so much for any of the other holidays. No, but you do. I mean, it's it's cute. You do get excited about it. I mean, the the one year you were wearing my Red, Red Sox jacket, because I think it made you think you were like Santa Claus. Yeah, I suppose. So, I mean, yeah. you'd be a really cute Santa Claus anyway. What fun activity from your childhood has been completely ruined for kids today? Nothing. Oh, I would have to kids say kids have it so much better. Than I would say playing weekend. outside. Well, they can still do that, but they don't. Parents don't allow them to. And I think that's a lot of do with society. There's a lot of creepers out there, but kids just don't do it. They're always in front of a device or they're playing indoors. But some of my f- fondest childhood memories was playing outside and playing jailbreak and tag, and you know running around outdoors until. Until the streetlights came on. And kids just don't do that nowadays. I don't... Uh, I don't really know that it's necessary. People, uh, people worry about their kids, but I think it's largely unfounded worry. Yeah. We live in the safest times of ever. Mm-hmm. It's just that the, the, the times that things do happen, that they get exploded well, there's far more, out of proportion. There's, yeah, there's more... Uh, um, access to information. You know, when you were when I was a kid, obviously there was no internet, but you didn't hear about a kid like you know. I grew up in New Jersey. If a kid got like kidnapped or something like that in Pennsylvania, it, you didn't hear about it uh, until you know maybe the national news picked up on it. Now with the internet, it's next thing you know, it's on social media within. A day of it happening and then parents oh you can't go out you know what i mean it's so it's it's more access to information and then it's just you know people are more afraid but you're right Every, i mean this is the safest time that we've had some people would argue that considering school shootings and all that stuff but the the access to information is good but it also i think it puts a heightened uh, uh unrealistic fear in some people one of the first rules of journalism is the further away it is, the more people have to die before it's news. Mm-hmm. Well, because of digital media, our world has gotten a lot smaller. Yeah. We can hear about a murder clear on the other side of the world that we probably never would have heard of a hundred years ago. Yeah. I, I, I suppose parents should be concerned, but I, I think, in most cases, they're overly concerned. Yeah, they are. It's you know, but you know, I'm not here to tell anybody how to raise their kids. I mean, I'm aware about my four cats. You know, I open up the front door, I get nervous that one of them's going to run out. So I can't imagine if I had a child. So mm. I, I'm afraid that I I would be kind of like a helicopter parent. All right, it looks like we're at the end of this today. Well, b- before okay. we finish, okay, before we get to the joke. 
I, I find it interesting that any talk about technology always is about the bad things in technology. D would you agree with that? Yeah. People don't really want to acknowledge that the good you get the good with the bad. Well, yeah, people just they look at the good like oh oh hum that's that's what it's there for, without giving its proper due or credit. You know, you, you follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's well, that's why it was made. That's what it's there for, without actually taking it in and realizing how much good it actually does. You know, like like the internet and and you know the ability to get all that information. Like bad example of that. I mean. Remember when you were a kid, you had to do like a research paper. You had to go to the library. You had to look up in encyclopedias and do all this stuff and do research. And now you can just do it from the comfort of your home. Like, go ask a kid nowadays to use the Dewey Decimal System hmm. when they had to look up stuff. You know what I mean? Now you can just Google everything you want. You know what I mean? But you don't hear people raving about the ability to do that in the comfort of their own home. I remember when Encarta came out that was before wikipedia it was an encyclopedia on cd and i just spent hours looking up everything i could think of it just seemed so marvelous to have mm -hmm. all the answers right there in front of me yeah you didn't have to call the research department at the library and ask you know uh, some obscure question you, you could just find out for yourself mm -hmm. and the the discovery of fire, you know, it keeps us warm. Granted, it will burn you if you get too close, but it does keep us warm. And it, all technologies have their good and their bad side. Oh yeah, and and I think that's mainly because they're used by both good and bad people. Mm -hmm. I agree with it a thousand percent. So I, I don't, I don't like that whenever we talk about technology, we tend to focus on the negative. No, well, I agree with you. and But most people do, unfortunately. But I don't think people people need to give it proper, proper due. There's a reason that people work hard to do stuff like that, to make our lives easier. So you're, you're correct. Mainly, I guess, because I'm one of those people. Yeah. I use technology to make things better for other people. Mm-hmm. I hope this podcast is one of those things. I hope so, too. So, we enjoy doing it. All right, so what is your favorite joke right now? What's the best password you can use on your computer? One, two, three, four. <laughs> no, what? What is it? Incorrect. <laughs> because if you forget it, the computer will tell you that your password is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We hope you enjoyed episode 36 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. And Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.